was all a dream. I used to read Wizard magazine. Marvel versus DC. I don't want to fight no more, y'all. Check this out right here. Uh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pittsburgh Comics Podcast number 560. Rex looks very intent. He's ready to contribute. He's got his tail going against Spencer's books. In fact, he's still awake right now. Yep. Oh, oh. Well, we haven't really started talking like, yet. Right, yeah. right. When you start droning on, that's yeah, what he does. Yeah, really puts him to sleep. Yeah. Wait till we get the Fantastic Four. Oh, I mean, Tim was excited the that trade's was, out. That came out last week? Yeah. Oh, yes. And Spider-Man. How are you missing all these books? I don't know. <laughs> or was that the new Spider-Man you were looking at? The new Spider-Man. Oh, okay, okay. You have that to look forward to next Can't week. Can't wait. So. I'm Colin McMahon, owner of Pittsburgh Comics. Joining me tonight are... Dave. Spencer. Pat. Mike. Rex and Marley. Very attentive. because There's, no, there's a box of treats on the table, so they might be contributing. You might hear them later. So... Some news today. They've been cast. Uh, James Gunn announced a couple more castings. Um, one, uh, we got Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. We also have the guy who played um, Darwin in X Men First Class is back as Mr. Terrific. And then they also cast Metamorpho, which is very exciting. It is oh, no. Noho yeah. Hank from Barry, who also was Zaz on Gotham Central, or Gotham. Yeah, I could see that. So yeah, he's that. That's a good casting. I like that. Well, there will be a lot of people in this movie. I hope he. Well, that's that's half the Terrifics now have been oh, yeah. cast. So they just need a Plastic Man and a. I forget which Legion air they had in it, but uh, Phantom Girl. Phantom Girl. That sounds right. I knew it wasn't Saturn Girl. But, uh, yeah, so that was fun. I just hope he does it in the no-ho Hank voice. That would be hilarious. Um, any Barry fans will enjoy that. Um, and then uh, Sketch did an interesting article, put it out yesterday, um, interviewed a bunch of retailers about the uh, how the first half of the year's gone. And that was very, very interesting. Um, I enjoyed what's reading working, that. What's not working, right? And, and just overall, and I think for most of everybody's kind of about even, but the problem is the sheer volume of more work we're having to do, and uh, the volume of books that are out with no apparent audience. That's our biggest problem right now. It's like, well, that's great that it's out, but I don't, you know, I don't know who this is for. I don't know who the eighth Spider-Man book is for, and. You know, all these X-Books. Someone who didn't like the first seven, but still likes Spider-Man. Yeah. So, and stuff like that. So, and especially when you get into the more indie stuff, it's like, it's like, oh, great. Okay, the Swan Songs was really good, except that means now Ice Cream Man's on hold. And You don't think he can write both at the same time? I don't, I mean, I, I don't think it's... No. It's like, you know, with all this... Pretty- Slow. Yeah, but with what, like, Tinian, all of a sudden, you not only is no nice house on the lake on hold, so is Department of Truth on hold while he's doing these other things. So it's like, and just a lot, a lot of stuff coming out. So, but really good article if you get a chance to uh, peruse it. Um, that's all I have for news. Anybody else have any? Oh, there's this photo they released for Deadpool 3. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With some guy in a Wolverine suit? Yep, yep. Yeah. 
yellow that they were yeah. never supposed to do because they made fun of it in the first X-Men movie. Which just looks so awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's I, somebody, a little tall, but Somebody okay. photoshopped him that same picture with his mask on. And then Tim was saying somebody photoshopped it with the blue. Oh, okay. Chalk oh, trunks. Yeah, yeah. trunks on. Yeah. It gotta be hot, though, with those sleeves on. <clears throat> Maybe I'll rip them off. Who knows? Ooh. Well, you see, I heard, like, a thing, like, this way he doesn't have to spend so much time getting, like, super jacked. You know what I mean? For the... Yeah, he should just have the little cap cuffs. And, and there's a rumor that, um, Furry Jennifer Garner is going to be Electra in there. Yep, yeah, I saw ben, that. Ben yeah. Affleck, too. Yeah. As Daredevil. Yeah. There was, like, rumors of him, like, seeing him around. Seriously? That's funny. And then I think, uh... Uh, like, um, uh, what's his, who played, like, young Magneto and, uh, Halle Berry. Yeah, like, there's been, like, rumors that, that they might show up, too. Well, what's-his-face did a, McAvoy did a cameo. Well, they all did, like, a little cameo. Right, yeah, in the second one, where, like, there was a, you know, there's never any other X-Men here, and the door swung And they opened the door, yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. He was sitting there. Yeah, I remember that. But that's all I got. Now we do have some questions. So, okay. What's the biggest... This uh, Captain Butters asked this. What's the biggest superhero flop movie of all time? Not the worst, just people didn't go to see it. I don't know, because I don't really pay attention to box office stuff. Black Adam kind of... Yeah, that one kind of yeah. tanked hard. Or uh, Dawn of Justice was another one. Well, hell, Flash. Yeah. Yeah. I think it took Flash three weeks to make a hundred million dollars. Are you serious? We, we yeah. might need to do some investigating on this. One. I looked a little. I saw the oh, question. Okay. I looked a little, and I saw the movie Steel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was a horrible I saw, pile of shit. That's what, that's what this Shaq, website right? said. Yeah. This website said it made only one point seven million dollars at, at the box, box office? office. Who knows? I don't. Who knows if that's correct? But that's that has to be the lowest. Have you far. seen it? <laughs> no, I've not seen it. Oh, it's it. horrible. <laughs> but if you're just talking about money, <laughs> even by Shaq movie standards, it's horrible. <laughs> because it's Shaq, you have to do the Barkley. Terrible. So, <laughs> it's terrible. Well, so, so, so Kazam is like Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Compared, like when I was young, younger, it was Superman 4. That was, what was it, the Nuclear Man? Or yes. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. yeah, the Quest for Peace. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then when did Supergirl come out? Was it after that or in between? Uh, it was right around the same time. It was like 84 or something. That didn't like do that. well yeah. either. And it was just like, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's been a few. Well, how did, like, the Batman Begins and Batman and Robin, like, how did those do, like, box, box office, office wise? Box office they really yeah. Like, good. Yeah. yeah. I had to do a movie review for Batman and Robin for a Pittsburgh City paper. If I was not doing the movie review, I would have walked out. The moment those ice skates popped <laughs> yeah, out, I'm like, what the is, is going on? Isn't it the same one with the back credit card? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad. So bad. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, just as Mr. Freeze. Was he was just, just hamming it up, though. I know. And it was just like. But somebody wrote those lines for him. So yeah. You, know, you can't blame it's him. It's nice to meet you. You're like, no. Oh, not Ray. Uh, Ray's just, coming, Tim. It's just not good. But yeah, I remember they made good money. Yeah. Yeah, I think they all, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of, you know, most of those, you know, 
re recovered their expenses. What about Blade Three? I remember it doing okay, but I was thinking like bad like movies like Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh, like, yeah. that might. But I think there's also a difference between the movie is horrible and it didn't make any money. Yeah, I've yeah, heard people I'm say just, that I'm just Black saying, Adam. I'm just is, talking about movies that didn't make much yeah, money I'm gonna say at all. People like Black Adam that saw it, but I don't know many people that have seen it. Yeah, it's on HBO Max or Max, whatever you want to call it now, and it's in my list. And I just keep, I just keep going right by it. I watched it. It's not horrible, but it's, a, it's not it's a, great. It's a rock superhero movie. Yeah, and it's like, what were you expecting whenever you were gonna watch a movie with a rock played a superhero? Yeah. Like, what was, like, you know what I mean? Like, what Does was he do the eyebrow? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think he's, like, contractually obligated to, to do, do the that? eyebrow. Did he promote the tequila in the movie? No. No. Okay. Nor did he say, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Or gave anybody <laughs> rock bottom anybody. Which, I think that's just a missed opportunity. He should have rock bottom. Yeah, because you figure he's flying, so it could have been, like, a super rock bottom. Like, what? just... The people's elbow would have been a step too far, but you could have gotten away with a rock bottom. I mean, he could have gave him an elbow. He just couldn't have been going bouncing off anything. Right, like, yeah. He just... <laughs> was he Dr. Fate in it enough, or was he not in it enough? No, I think he was in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't just like a quick cameo. All right, maybe I'll try and watch it this week. Yeah, it's not like a, one of those where it's like, ah, oh, like it's like, you know, you no, watch it and you're saying, like... Yeah, like people that I've talked to said, yeah, I liked it, but it wasn't great. But no, it, it, it's exactly what you expect from a rock action movie. Yeah. And when they, they kind of spoiled the thing at the end, too, I think that kind of took the win out of the cells, too. Yeah. That's a question? Mm -hmm. And then, like, shortly after announcing that, going, like, no, that's not actually going to happen. Oh, wait, that's for next week's... It's good nobody said Next Howard the Duck okay. I don't. I think that was a, a campy, <laughs> cheesy, good movie. Yeah. What? Yeah. Howard the Duck. Yeah. It that was exactly what it was supposed to be. That's usually. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Even with the duck boobs. <laughs> now that you say that, yeah. What? And Howard the Duck. Where he's looking play duck or play duck cam. <laughs> Okay. Which I, I get it, that works for the character, but not quite for the movie. Okay, now we have an empty question. Okay. Mike, right, you ready? Yep. Okay. Discuss the current state of Avengers comics and how they can improve. For me, I think they made a big mistake coming out with the new Avengers series right after the last one wrapped up because i think the aaron series seemed to go on too long yeah. and people kind of got disappointed with it and kind of waned and i think waiting a little bit to bring out the new one would have been helpful because i think the carryover from the current re the previous readers to the new one they lost a lot of people along the way and there was nothing in the new one to bring new people into How many it. Avengers series? Oh, just one right now. Just one. Yeah. But isn't there going to be like a little Canny Avengers and stuff soon too? Isn't there like a movie Yeah, Uncanny is coming. Um, and I'm sure there's... The Savage, I don't know if that's still going right now. Um, um, they just... It's kind of like the Fantastic Four. They just need to focus on good storytelling. Right. I don't think And this new one that. was very interesting. Issue two, issue one wasn't, but issue two was very interesting. So we'll see where it goes, but it's also tying into a book that came out 
like in December. So it's like, eh, where are you going here? Who's writing this one? I don't know. Jed, 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 Jed McKay? McKay. Okay. Which is, is interesting because, like, me and Patrick have been enjoying his Moon Knight mm-hmm. run. And so, like, I'd be interested to check, but it's just like, well, there's Moon so Knight's much stuff now. coming out, you know, and it's just like, can I afford to another, like, $4 book, you know? Yeah. We need to go back to the future and go back to the mansion and bring Jarvis back. Is he dead, or? I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened to Because last I saw was in the Spider-Man whenever he was running that, like, uh, oh, okay. that, like, group, like, that, uh, therapy group for people who are, like, no heroes' identities. That, you know, because oh, okay. they had, like, a, you know, they all kind of oh, had that burden of, like, you know, you have this, you have this secret, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Even if they did, like, the, the movies and just make them, you know, an AI. You know, put, make sure Jarvis is there and yeah. Avengers yeah. Mansion. That'd be cool if they went back to the mansion and actually made it a you know a group, a team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, more like all, not a family, but more of that kind of, of camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Where was the mansion located? New York City. Yeah. But but I mean like like was it? I didn't know if it had like a certain. Cause wasn't it like in the park or something? It was near Central Park, I think. If I okay, recall. Because okay, like yeah, the X Men sure. are there now. They have like a treehouse there. Tree. Not much longer. Yeah. Yeah. The X Men have a treehouse. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's well, because they planted all these things to their their little portals to Krakoa, and they had this one big treehouse in uh, New York. Yeah. But I think yeah, just a better focus, a better reason for each book existing, I think would be a good. Yeah. But yeah, they have some work to do because I think they lost a lot of ground. Yeah. A lot of momentum there. Um, better beverage, Mountain Dew or Cherry Vanilla Coke? I gotta go Mountain Dew. Mountain I'm not, Mountain not a fan of the Cherry Vanilla. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll say Coke. You didn't Dew. chime in, man. Yes, Mountain Dew. Okay. Uh, would you rather have mental telepathy or ment- mental telekinesis? Hmm. Reading people's thoughts is Could dangerous. Could be scary. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't want to read people's yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Rather be able to move stuff. Right, and then. You know, you can kind of, you know, impale people with stuff, and uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm going to go telekinesis, too. Just because yeah. of what Pat said, that reading people's thoughts would be bad. Okay. Well, I'm assuming there's supposed to be a what, but what was the best part of the new 52? I have a couple that are off the wall. The end? I love the odd, like, I loved I Vampire. I thought Animal, Animal Man was great. Swamp um, Thing. Swamp Thing was good for a bit. Um, Red Lanterns was good. There there were good parts to it. It wasn't all, all the good. Lantern stuff I, yeah. I liked, yeah. yeah. The uh, Batman and Robin series, whenever uh, Tomasi was still writing it, mm-hmm. that was real good. Yeah, so there, there were definitely some good parts to it. I mean, it, was a better, it had a better Batman run. Mm-hmm. Than what the yeah before had. yeah oh yeah okay rank these movies from worst to best Back to the Future Part Two Jurassic Park The Lost World Superman Two and Aliens mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of Aliens but it had it had a uh, 
a plot point that I cannot stand. Lost World's the worst for me. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. easy. I think I put Su- Superman two at the top. I would too. Yeah, Superman top yeah. and Aliens is like right here for me. It's like yeah. eh. the Aliens had the child in danger for the only reason the child was in the movie See, was to be saved. Horror. I hate that. Aliens is just a horror movie. Well, yeah. she also has one of the greatest lines in cinema history. They mostly come out at night, mostly. But yeah, I just I hate. Um, <laughs> but I, d- I don't know which one the Lost World. Alien. Is, so. that, that was the second one. It's okay. the, new, the new second one. Right, or no, sure. no, it was no. the original second. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, Aliens takes what was done in Alien, which was a great claustrophobic horror movie, and turns it into an action movie. It just there's something to be said for a movie that can change genres and still mm-hmm. work. And I like Back to the Future, Was that Future the one too. with Paul Reiser? Yes. Okay. I like Back to the Future, too. Oh, yeah. Game over, man. I just don't, people don't probably like it as much because it was darker and went back, you know, like it, into the future, like literally, and it was like very, a dark yeah. movie from Dark Light. Yeah, I love it. Superman 2 and Back to the Future 2, they're like one, one Superman 2 is like just... Yeah, that, that was the easy one. Yeah. 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 Rex. Rex. Not quite a kaiju battle, but it brought up discussion, which I like. <laughs> no, oh, hang on. Um, oh, there is kaiju battle. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I threw him one, and then it went under the shelf, and he couldn't get it. Um... Who's the best cook in your family? Me. Probably been like current. Probably my brother. Uh. Well, I would have said my mom, but she's okay. dead. She uh. doesn't cook much off, yeah, anymore. My mom was an awful cook. Oh. I'll be right back. Sorry. That's just terrible. Mike, if you want to. Well, it, it gets numbers. even worse. So when I was growing up, the stove broke. The fact that she didn't cook, we didn't have a stove for twelve years. We had a burner. <laughs> That was it. And she would store her pots and pans inside the stove. Oh, yeah, my grandma did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you either made something on the burner, which that's where I learned to cook and I learned from my grandmother, or you microwave something. That was it. And I ate a lot of bologna sandwiches. I mean, a lot of bologna sandwiches. I mean, there's still a lot you can do with a burner, but... I can make burgers, I would make Chinese, I would make chicken, stir fry, things like that. And my mom just did not have the chops. Now, my grandmother was the greatest cook ever. But currently, it would be me. What's that? Yeah, I, I'm the, usually the one that cooks in the house. Um, and like, my mother-in-law is a vegetarian mm. it, it yeah it's not good it's hard yeah and my sister-in-law puts shit in food and doesn't tell you like <laughs> oh we made burgers okay fine well they're turkey burgers okay fine they're not great why is my mouth burning oh i put jalapenos in them okay you can't put things in food and not tell people you have to give them the option right you don't don't opt out i'm allergic or put it on the side where they could put it as a condiment on top right yeah that's not cool no it was not cool no 
Okay, and lastly, what was the comic book or the comic series that intru introduced you to the world of reading comics? I don't know. Yeah, I don't even remember. Um, I know people are like, oh, this is the first comic I ever got. I have. Mine was no. The Avengers with George Perez and Dave Michelin. Okay. And it was Back the Ju Jucasta. It was like one issue, issue 172 or 168 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then I jumped onto the Fantastic Four around 178, 180-ish, somewhere around there. Yeah. I know mine was like an... World War Two comic, like back in the seventies or something like that, that I got from my uncle. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I can't remember like the first what I read. I just know whenever I was first we getting in into comics, it was like the middle of Szynski's run on Spider on Amazing Spider Man, and like two and like at that time it was like two years or so into like the Ultimate stuff. So, like, I was, like, those were kind of, like, the two big things whenever I was, like, getting into reading. Then it, then yeah. I jumped into Burns' X-Men on 111, and then I got into Perez and Wolfman's Teen Titans. That just... Because when he jumped from Avengers and started doing all this stuff, and then I found he was doing that, I was like, wow. Yeah. That was... Cool. Yeah, cool. besides Archie and Looney Tunes and Richie Rich and everything, I think my first superhero comic was the treasury edition of Superman versus the Flash in a race. Oh, awesome. Around okay. the world. And if Colin ever gets that in, I want to first <laughs> crack at it to buy it. Because I have no, because it's, it's been long gone. But Did that, you ever get the one versus Muhammad Ali? No, I never had that. No, okay. I had the um, Spider-Man versus Superman and I had, I had the Hulk versus Batman with... Um, Jose Luis Lope Garcia. Garcia, is that how you say it? Okay. Okay, that's the end questions. of the questions. Yeah, yeah, they did nothing about a kaiju. So. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll have to wait. So, Mike. What? Before you forget. Oh, I already did. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll wing it. Did you read anything? I yeah. read books. I read books. So, I bought this just out of a whim. This is written by W. Maxwell Prince, and he writes Ice Cream Man. So, it's apparently a series of books that are individual stories about the end of the world. So, no, no, just about endings. Just endings. Okay. So this one, the artwork is gorgeous. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's Martin Simmons Martin, who does yeah. the art on uh, Department of Truth normally. And it just reminded me of Bill Sienkiewicz and his style. Mm -hmm. So you have this young man in the hospital it's we end of the world has been declared and there's a timer clock counting yeah, down yeah the atomic clock counting down and he's reading to is it his mom or grandma it's his mom his mom he's dying of what cancer yeah and he's but reading, it's also the end of the world so it doesn't and matter and he's just reading good housekeeping mm -hmm. like, magazines to her and, and she's like you don't have to do that and he's like no I want to do this and she's all concerned about him and the end of the world and he's like no I'm just going to read these things and then he reads the last issue, and he knows that there's one more out there that they put out. It's like he has to go find. So he leaves the hospital, and he just encounters all these crazy people on the streets. Um, he ends up eventually, does he get stabbed? Yeah. By this dude, and just... Yeah, after he saves him. Yeah. And he, you know, he was like, 
he had done this to like a bunch of other people, I guess. And then he eventually finds the book, the the the, the good housekeeping book. The doctor saves and patches him up, and he's like, what, "What do you need this for?" He's like, "It's for my mom." Let me pull the table back. Go on, Rex. And then he up. makes it back to the hospital, and Go he on. just starts reading more of this. And by the time he gets back to the house hospital, the countdown is on two. Yeah. And he think it was like his mom's like sort of asleep. And I'm like, oh god, she's dead. But she's not dead, so she kind of wakes up. And and the last panel is just and you'll witness an explosion because he's reading from Good Housekeeping. It's about flowers in the garden. And you'll witness an explosion of color that will bring a big bright smile to your face. And it's literally yeah. the world exploding. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Was, the, it was awesome. Yeah. The point of the, the point of the book too is that he keeps talking about advice his therapist gave him which is baby steps focus on the small things focus on the small things and that it'll all add up to something bigger so that's what he does you know he focuses on a small thing you know the, this quest to get this magazine just for his, for his mom. mom yeah to make her happy you know and you know because she's dying of cancer in the hospital I mean, so, Nothing, nothing he writes, nothing W. Maxwell Prince writes has a happy ending. But really, is, okay. This, but this is this is really you know takes the takes the proverbial cake yeah. at the end of the world. Um, next one is no one number four. Yep. Sorry, dude. Okay. So coordinating this, dogs. More. This is more of the backstory of the retired police chief. He's trying to figure out like who actually no one is, and he starts starting to realize there's like more to it than what's going on and there's this football player that hangs out this is local bar and he just shows up all the time because they watch reruns of his like greatest plays mm. and he has a connection and he's not really sure what he what it is so he eventually follows him and, and it goes on and then there's um this local politician who wants to basically allow you to retaliate yeah, and, like defend yourself to kill. Yeah, it, to expanding like the stand your ground law to yeah. to online threats. And like if like somebody bullies you online, you have every right to like go get these. <laughs> you're like what? And I'm like yeah. no, that yeah. can't be a good thing. Yeah. And you then see the purge it sounds like the purge. Yeah, 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 exactly. So one of the cool scenes is um, the detective has like his uh, billboard with follow the dots, so to speak. You know, like what's going on. And then he decides to go visit his son in the Allegheny County Jail, set in Pittsburgh. And they have conversation, and he's trying to get more information out of him. And someone sent him a note, a letter that had the next victim. But the guards tried to sell it. But, yeah. But, yeah, but the guards took it, yeah. And then. Before he could see it. Then the, the, uh, the retired detective confronts the football player. And he's finding out, like, this football player's hiding something. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And then we have the one girl that does the podcast who confronts her mom because her mom kind of, like, sets her up. Because all because her mom wants to be her, her be a better reporter? Well, because I think her mom is also, like, a older, like, reporter, like, you yeah. know. Yeah, And so she's not, I don't think she approves of the stuff for how she's doing, you know, handling her, yeah. her job. And then the, then the hit goes down and... I assume the real no one and like the bogus no one yeah. or like yeah, yeah the copycat or, yeah. copycat are like fighting each other which was kind of cool going on like up on the higher high rise building and then they jump out the window and everybody just like kind of escapes and they go back to the cop talking to the people in the bar 
whatever there it's a slow build but it's a really interesting story yeah, and it's like i don't ha- have too much of a clue of like who might have done it and like how many issues is this supposed to be i think it's eight, 10 10 issues 10 something like that yeah, yeah. And this is part of the massive verse. Is this mm-hmm. part of the radiant? Yeah. Stuff? yeah. Okay. I'm not like you're not missing anything without reading those. Like it no. hasn't. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. Um, oh, yeah. Another one I'll talk about is from AWA: Sins of the Salton Sea. Yeah. Read that. Two. Read that. I know you probably like this better than the first one because the first one you were kind of like lukewarm on. Well, yeah, but I'm so. What the hell is actually going on? Well. You have the one guy that was part of the robbery team whose brother was killed. He takes, who was in the back of the car, is a mom and a son. And he takes them back to their house. And they're like, she's pleading, take me out of here, get me away from here. My millionaire crazy husband boyfriend is going to find me and kill me. And they flash over to the millionaire guy. And he's got the dude's brother who's still alive, who we thought was dead. Yeah. And he's trying to pump information out, but he has his phone. And then he calls the dude. And he's like, who the F are you? What do you want? And they're like, clearly he's tracking him. Right. And then they go back to the house, and the one woman's still pleading, like, please help me, please save me. And then the phone conversation ends where there are people coming to the house. And it's undercover cops and it's like it's not cops it's clearly not cops and then just out of the blue the the mom gets shot in the head well as they're trying to get away yeah. and uh and he hijacks a, a vehicle because they don't want to be able to trace his vehicle and he has the kid with him yeah now he's in charge of the kid and he's like what's going on and then at the end there's like this crazy like creature like thing going on in his eye or something. I'm, I'm not really sure. What yeah, that is. and that's like there's something, something dark and sinister. But that should have happened at the end of the first book. Okay. Yeah. Like you got the hook in the middle of the series. That's kind of late for. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I was gonna wait for the trade, but now I because I, I'm I'm so interested to see what's going on that I want to get it's issue two or five. So I just want to keep getting the issues. So. Yeah, I that, mean it's it's fine. Yeah, and that's all I'll talk about. I'll let you guys talk about the other ones. I'll go. Fantastic Four. Oh, was it fantastic? Number nine. Was it fantastic? Four, seven, two. No, it wasn't fantastic. Yet again, the ninth issue in a row. Did they go to the store for Dippin' Dots? No, no, <laughs> no, no. They didn't. That would have been more exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Johnny Storm going to get Dippin' Dots? I mean, that's... Flama, Flama. Oh, no. No, this is the second part of this this story with Zargor, the the giant wood monster, who, they explain, was an actual... Well, not the character, but the species was in Tales to Astonish, number 23. Isn't that the original, like, Groot, though? Yeah. Okay. Back in the day. Some guy that apparently created. Apparently, these wood monsters came to Earth... And this Zargor got left behind, even though it's, it's, it wasn't she wasn't named Zargor in the Tales to Astonish issue. Anyhow, so this Zargor, she's controlling, she can control people and make them forget who they are or their friends. So he's is that why they have speech 
issues and all that. She's no, that's a, that was a different story. Oh, this is, they just can't remember. Yeah, just this is something, yeah, this is something different. Sorry. <laughs> remember the weird thing that they're forgetting, like. Oh, man. So, so, Reed and Ben are under control, and for some reason, Johnny doesn't remember the Fantastic Four. He thinks the Fantastic Four are Sue, himself, Alicia, and Flamo. His, uh, the fact that you're saying Flamo <laughs> is in an issue of the. It's I just, just want to keep saying Flamo. It's just wrong on so many levels. So, if you never thought you wanted to read the new Fantastic Four, did, this, you, did this, you read this, Spencer? Yeah, I read this. Okay, but you know the one with like the 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 Wolverine and Spider Man and Hulk and Ghost Rider. Like, if you thought that was bad. Here's so this the, the, the story is narrated by Alicia, and she has she has the idea to defeat Zargor that uh, Sue and Johnny should combine their powers. Invisible torch. I don't know. It's like some weird octopus monster. Or well, something. no, no. <laughs> what that is? What is that? It's uh, like invisible. Is something. that Sue is giving? Allison, the ability to control her force fields, like she does like with the clay, like how she makes stuff out of clay, she's letting her mold, like, like she's giving her part of the force field, and as she molds it, right. that's what's going on out there, and so she molds like a big octopus, like a whole bunch of octopus arms yeah. to fight. Doesn't this she thing. already do that, though, already, in a sense? Well, because they show that she's... In the previous series, they showed that she has at least some of her father's power of like, controlling people, you know, with like with puppets. So I, that's what I thought they were going to end up doing oh, in this okay, issue yeah. was somehow, you know, use you know use her ability to control that to try to make that thing stop. But and then Sue gets the idea, or I don't know if it was Alicia's idea. I can't remember to create this like parabolic disc. That deflects Zargor's powers back onto herself, so she forgets who she is. Which then nullifies everybody else. Everybody else remembers. And and you know so, yeah, everybody else comes back. Comes back to their senses. So. Ooh. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna keep going. Dave is just a glutton. I'm for a glutton for pun. I am. I am. This is hopefully this is one of those ones that you that you hope that once it hits twelve, yeah, they uh, yeah, like yeah. Watch watch this be the one that goes on to like twenty four issues or something. Yeah, thirty six. All right. Uh, better was X Men. Yeah, twenty four. Uh this is this is the fine. This is about the final issue with this X-Men team because the new team is going to be named next month in the Hellfire Gala or Gala. Um, so this this issue starts with Kid Cable going back in time to right now to go to this Orcus uh, base in the Rocky Mountains because Orcus did something at the Hellfire Gala and so Cable has to go back in time to stop it. 
and then there's a there's a, like a memo from the Time Variance Authority that says there's that uh, there's been an increase in like time disruptions because of because of the hellfire yeah. what's going on so then then we switch to game world and we get the return of Pogger Pog yeah who was the big monster from X of Swords yeah with like alligator head and yeah weird body yeah, and he speaks in rhymes plus he has like the Poglets now like a bunch of little Pogs <laughs> so um so the X Men come that they take care of that and then uh, Jean, because they were just trying to go up there for some R and R. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so they get that done with X Men. Most of them go away except for Scott and Jean. They they have a lot of uh, differences right now. Yeah, they have some issues. They have some on. issues with and uh, isn't Scott becoming a villain or something? Uh, I don't know. He used to. Okay. He did at one point. Okay. But Gene, are they really doing that with Beast right now? Oh, okay. Gene is mad that Scott has never set foot on Araco, Mars. When they terraformed Mars into the yeah, which she helped terraform. And Scott, Scott's rationale is that he sees that planet as an invitation to exile, quote-unquote, for mutants. So Yeah, that if humans... Well, because I think they know about it, but, like, if they yeah. make it, like, an op... Like, that easy of an option, it's like, they expect us to leave. Yeah. Or, or we'll try to make yeah. us to leave. Right. Well, he's still kind of wanting the humans and mutants, you know, living together. And then... You know, a lot of the X Men are going their own ways now. I forget. Uh, Sunfire is going. I forget where he's going. Isn't to. he on Mars? He's on Mars, and then he's he's on Mars, and he's going back to Otherworld. Mm. Um, and Destiny says there's a traitor. Yeah. On the team. Well, that's always one of those. So. <laughs> so it was good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Good art. Yeah. Nice art. And uh, lastly, here's a new one. I read this uh, new series from Mad Cave, Under the Influence. Okay. I think you got the only copy. Okay. okay. No, and it was funny. Um, in, in relation to the, uh, I sent an email to David Harper of Sketched about the thing saying, because a guy makes a comment saying we're being cautious and sometimes ordering new books from new companies seems crazy when you're having trouble figuring out how many Batman to order. And the, yeah. I, I mentioned, I said to him, I said, with all these new publishers coming out and they're all five bucks, it's like, I'll order one and if it sells, I'll order another. But if number one doesn't sell, I don't even bother ordering number two or three because yeah. at five bucks, all of a sudden you have a six issues, six issues sitting on the shelf. That's 30 bucks. Yeah. You know, there has, they have to create a lot more demand. Yeah. So the, yeah, I'm not trying to be mean to the book. Yeah. Just saying if it, you know, people I don't know putting out a book that you know might sound okay. I'll order you know one. Yeah, I like the book. I'll get Good. the second issue. Okay. It's um, but the, if he has a copy, it's a, of it. it's a, <laughs> it's about uh, online cults, kind of. Not like, but oh yeah, I, I remember it's, reading it's, the description it, of this. Yeah, it, it starts off like with the this, hot dog. Cult. It's a hot dog challenge. 
of there's a kid filming himself in the convenience store, just filming himself, you know, to go viral of trying to steal hot dogs, packages of hot dogs. So the the shop owner catches him trying to do this. The kid runs out into the street, gets hit by a truck, and gets killed. And then you then they go into some exposition. You find out the the guy who there's this 19 year old kids social. See you, Tim. Bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Tim. The social influencer Paul Kozak, and when he was a, when he was you know a couple of years old, or like six or seven, he was this internet meme that went that went crazy of him like eating this hot dog with a wide open mouth, and the hot dog company used this in their uh, advertising and stuff. So he's like trying to get back at the company by having people steal their hot dogs. So the FBI, <laughs> so the FBI gets onto this, gets word of this, and they decide they want to try to get close to this kid in college. So one, of, they recruit one of their younger agents to to uh, go undercover as a teacher assistant at his college to catch this kid. Yeah, to, to try to you know figure out what's going on with him. And then some weird stuff happens at the end, which I won't, won't talk about. But it was, but uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Sounds better than Fantastic Four. It was a lot better than Fantastic Four. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. You can go, Pat. Uh, so we'll start with Batman Night Terrors. I read that. Yeah. All right, so let me start by saying right now this is my second favorite Batman book. Wow. What's the first one? Batman. Oh, He's definitely not detective. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. You haven't been listening to the detective one, so night like, terrors coming out. I don't know. Colin, is there what? Is there, is there a detective, detective night terrors? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this book was really good. I was shocked. Um, there was a a giant leap in logic that only Batman could do, where he figured out that it was a dead man thing, because. There were no clues. And then somehow, oh, well, it must mean dead man. And dead man, you're not allowed to possess, you know, to possess my body. And, you know. Even though he jumped in. Yeah. He's like, get out. Yeah, so that, that was different. And the, the character of Insomnia reminds me a lot of Creeper. Which, fine, whatever. But um, it was good. Uh, it did a weird thing, though, where... What a third of the way through the book, it jumped to Damien, and the art style completely changed. Yeah, I think that was like a backup story or something. I'm not really. But it felt like it was. It it didn't feel like it was a backup. It felt like it was part of the story. Just the art alone doesn't work because of it was very cartoonish. Yeah, like literally, like a cartoon. Like the first part is very gothic. It works. Mm And then, you know, especially I mean, you for get this, a horror book. You get this book. giant bat with a, a gun, gun for a head yeah. that boosts through up. Yeah. Which was really cool. It was like, oh, this is cool horror, you know. Yeah, but then when you get to Damien, it, it's... The art does not work for the tone of the book. Much less for it to be, you know, a third of the way into the book. Or, or it might even be halfway into the book where they did that. Um, it just, it was odd. But the story itself was good. I, I like it, and I'll, I'll definitely pick up the second one. Yeah, me too. Just to see where it goes. 
Uh, Grim. I think I'm the only one reading that. Okay, I dropped it. Um, you dropped it. Long time ago. Okay. Uh, so we find out that uh, Ardra, who was uh, the aunt of the Grim Reaper, uh, had made a deal with Annabelle where she was going to get the soul of Marcel, who was one of the Reapers that was with uh, the main character, in exchange for giving Annabelle the soul that she wanted. And then when she finds out who it is, and we still haven't found out who it is yet, um, she was like, no, we're not doing that. That wasn't the deal. And, and it was kind of one of those, well, no, you said you didn't say it had to be a specific one. And so Ardra is now going back and saying, well, we'll give you the scythe back. Who has the scythe, though? Ardra. Oh, okay. Um, so... What do you get? Yeah, are you done it? <laughs> wow. I know. Wow. Ooh, wow. You won't remember by the time the trade comes out anyway. It could be all right. Uh, but it was a decent book. Uh, and the last one that I read was Malficent. Did you read that, Dave? I well, did. I'm sorry, did you look at it? <laughs> I did. It, it was not very wordy. I did look at it. Um, there was like two pages with a little bit of text. She's talking to her crow. Or, I think it's a crow. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, Diablo. Yeah, and then one phrase at the end, and the rest is all uh, art. The art style's fine. I have no idea what the hell's going on, though. Yeah. It, it just, compared to Scar, Scar makes sense. This yeah, yeah. Less so. Um, unless something happens at, at the end to kind of go, oh, that's how it tied in. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, it should be something I despise, this issue, but I, I think there was some artistry to it, you know, with, yes. the, with the cat and, cat and mouse game, you know, the raven and... And the wolf. And the wolf was playing. Yeah. So. And the wolf yeah. is the prince from yeah. the first yeah. issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It was fine. It was yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I agree. That's what I read. Spencer? Um, the Spider-Man book. Um, Mike's favorite? No. This is the, not the amazing Spider-Man. This is just Spider-Man. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, uh, wrapping up this, uh, this, this couple issue, uh, Electro story, um, it opens up with, uh, it's both Electro and Spider-Man, like, coming up through the, um, uh, up through the street fighting and stuff like that, uh, Norman shows up in his golden goblin outfit thing, or whatever, whatever that's called, um, he starts fighting uh, Electrode because uh, Spider-Man's having a really hard time focusing because he has the souped-up spider sense to where he can sense danger for almost everybody in the, in the city and with everything going on, there's fires and stuff now. Um, uh, so, uh, Spider-Man, so they said there's like fire trucks there and stuff like that. So Spider-Man gets on one of the radios and starts like there's a person that's about to fall out of a window on such and such street and you know starts like 
giving out things for like that for police and firefighters and ambulances to go and help people. Um, and then uh, Spider Boy Ooh. ends up showing up and helps uh, defeat uh, Electro. Um, and then uh, Norman zaps Peter with this thing that reduces his spider sense back to normal and made it so that he shouldn't be able to hide in it again. And so Peter's mad at that because he, you know, he wants that so he can tell whenever everybody else is in danger. Um, and then so while they're arguing, Spider-Boy goes to leave. Um, and, and uh, Peter goes after him. He's like, no, you're gonna go and tell me everything that, you know, is happening and going on. Um, because nobody can remember him. But I guess they gave him, gave him his origin story and one other Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Versus thingy books that's mm-hmm. going on right now. Um, but still, it's, it's an okay Spider-Man series. Except I don't expect it to be going on for too much longer with him, with Slot going back and doing Superior Spider-Man again. Mm. So, and a Spider-Boy series, I think he's the first. He's writing that too? I think so. Wow. He normally doesn't do like two books at the same time, Mm so. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Armageddon Game number eight. Mm. I read it. Yeah. Didn't care at that point. Yeah, it took too long. It took too long. It, so many tie-ins. Yeah, so many tie-ins. Just, just it was just too long, and it made it made sense sort of what happened, but not really. And it was just like all that for this. Yeah. And it basically just allowed Mutant Town to become part of New York City. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And there wasn't like a big. I mean, there was a battle, but like not what I thought it would be. Oh, and it was it was was a lot of Rat King taking out like his brothers and sisters of the Pantheon or whatever they are. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a lot of all the moving parts coming together. Um. But yeah, like you said, it was kind of like maybe if it didn't take so long to finish, and maybe if it didn't have so many tie-ins, because now that it's done. A lot of those tie-ins, we didn't really need... No, we didn't need it at all. We didn't need that many issues of the series or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but it was okay. Um, and then I'll talk from a couple weeks ago, the Ninja Totals, whatever, the newest issue... 140? 140, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I read before. Before this. Yeah, which was a huge mistake because yeah. it made... Yeah. Yeah. And I told you... I didn't and, care. And didn't At that point, I didn't care. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, like you said, um, with the uh, the end of the Elmingan game, Mutant Town isn't walled off any, anymore. It's its own borough. It's a new borough of New York. And it has its own mayor, too. Yeah, and, it, and like they can, there's people walking in and out. Because it opens up with, like, the Totos fighting some members of the Purple Dragon gang. And they're in an alleyway. And the the Purple Dragons go running away. And they go chasing after the alley. And they're just running, and, you know, on the sidewalk in the street out with everybody. Because, along with other mutants and stuff like that. Um, but uh, they're all kind of being kind of kind of distance so they all got their own kind of stuff going on with that like 
you know, Raph's upset because, uh, you know, his girlfriend kind of left him, and there's a lot, there's a lot of things going on with, with all the different totals, um, and then it ends because they, um, you know, trying to figure out what they should do, some of them want to be more of like a police kind of force, but some of them don't, there's this, uh, supposed serial killer that's going around to kill mutants, um, and then so after, later in the issue, once they got into an argument about something, Raph storms off, and, um, and then Allie, and he hears something, and he sees, uh, a mutant laying on the ground dead, and he's going to try to find it, and as he's looking, the cops roll up and arrest him because they think he's, you know, the murderer. And one of the cops is a moose. Because they're doing a lot of, like, trying to integrate the humans and the, and the mutants together. So there's, like, you know, out, out of the partners, one's a human, one one's a mutant. Um, but I kind of like the, what they're kind of... cop. Yeah. What they're kind of, like, setting up with the, um, you know, with this series. Um, and I, I, did you like the new art on it? I did. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. I thought it was good. I, I really like Sophie Campbell. I hope she sticks around for a while. Yeah. I don't know. She, I didn't pay attention. Is she the writer on the, on? I think so. Okay. On the new stuff, yeah. Because she's been the writer since 100, but yeah. the Watts and all of them came back for this Armageddon yeah. stuff, so I didn't know who was taking over after that. And then I guess the last one that I'll talk about is... Uh, did anybody read Phantom Road? I yeah. did, yeah. Um, so the the woman that's in the big rig... Um, well, they're on the Earth side, I guess. Um, well, they're trying to sleep. She goes in and she just starts trying to destroy whatever mm. they have in there. Mm. And it sends them back to wherever that other place is going on. Um, and they get overrun by those white zombie-looking creature things. Yeah. Um, and then so they have to, you know, try to escape, and they have a big fight of what's going on and stuff. Um, and then over on the Earth side, um, the detective, or the FBI agent that got, like, kidnapped and told, you know, got asked all those questions about, I forget the name of the project... But, like, she's calling... Jackknife Project. Jack yeah, Knife. part of Jackknife. And so she's, like, calling whole boss at the FBI agent. And you see him talking to somebody off panel. And then we finally see it. It's the old guy who's been showing up yeah, in the first yeah, couple of Yeah, the you looks like Ronald Reagan. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. So he's involved deep somehow yeah. with everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, and then when we cut back to the people that are in, like, that Phantom Ward or whatever it is. Mike, grab the copy up there so you could see his, so you could see his, Is uh, this the Ronald Reagan? See Reagan. Yeah. The, the full page, it's a full page. Uh. Near the end. Yeah. Um. I think. So they finally get a, they get a way, far enough distance away that they get, because they, they, they left the door to the trailer open. So they go in to close it, and, uh, they find that it's, like, a little 
creature perched. It's like an egg almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, they have to get the, that egg thing. There's to a teddy bear. And what about this teddy bear? What's going on with that? Well, that's the the mascot for the. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, for the uh, that truck stop. Yeah, that they're right, always right, at. Okay, okay. But yeah, but yeah, now this, the, the, okay. he's walking around. It's like Teddy, Ted. Yeah, <laughs> Teddy Bear. Um, is walking around with messing those things up with a hammer, but uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, I. I don't know what's going on there. I almost get kind of like a, like a Lynch vibe, operating. Oh this. yeah, yeah. Like, this one. Yeah, don't. Don't get that too often from Lemire, but yeah, but yeah, definitely. Like the adult teddy bear puts a hammer through the like little alien mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it. Wow. Okay, so I get to finish. I got a whole bunch. Daredevil thirteen. Oh Ooh. yeah, is it hot <laughs> in hell? That. It's hot in yeah. hell, and he did they get dipping dots? No, he took on the beast. And then the beast sister came up, and she oh, was actually the one that's the behind. Big, that's the big reveal. Yeah, she's the one that's actually behind Matt and his uh, fist clan. Is that the same beast that the Punisher was fighting? Probably. And so Matt distracts them, and then they start fighting. So Matt's there, and he wraps his billy clubs in tape. And then sticks them to his head, and then he pulls them out, and they're big swords. And he distracts them while Foggy and the rest of the souls escape back to the world. And then Matt gets into the fight, and the beast cuts off his arm, and now it's not looking good for Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, I no, just, we I just want this to end. It's just... He might not escape and... Yeah, I'm sure. And then the series will be over. Yep, and we'll never get a new Daredevil series ever. (laughs) Oh, wait. But this is a good time. This is where you let it simmer. And then, oh, in January we'll bring out a new Daredevil. But they've already announced the new Daredevil. They've already announced the story. You know, so we know, you know, he's getting out of this. I know. It's hard to believe Thor was gone for like years at one point. Yeah. Until Straczynski brought it back. Yeah. Um, uh, Night Terror's First Blood... Yeah. Um, just kind of kick stuff off. Yeah, I read it five weeks ago. I do not remember what happened in it. Um, um, basically, he tells the the story. Like oh, insomnia is controlling the dreams. Right. I was disappointed that insomnia was created. I thought it was going to be one of those characters been around but in hiding. Instead, oh, he was created by the Lazarus Mist. Oh, mm-hmm. he's an inhuman. He's been around for a while, but we've just never seen him. Okay, but yeah, the guy that did that. And they're like they keep going his eyes, his eyes, and then it reveals. He just has no skin around his eyes for some... Like, I guess the idea was that they got rid of the lids so he can't close his eyes. Okay. But the drawing doesn't really give you that. It's just a... You know, he's got a patch around his eyes. Is it basically looking for the... What, the, the Nightmare Stone? What's yeah, the, the where, where Sandman had the Dream Stone, mm-hmm. they're looking for the Nightmare Stone. Mm-hmm. Which is in somebody's mind. Robin! Robin! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, I didn't read any of the rest, though. Sorry. Only because I was so short, I didn't want to take them off the show. That Batman pretty much almost, like, perfectly dovetailed into that first blood, like, it when you... Okay. But they they both were written by Williamson. Gotcha. Not surprising. Uh, Doctor Strange number five. This has been so... This is, like, the Doctor Strange book I've wanted for a long time. 
Um, they are getting dressed. They're going to a wedding. Uh, Clea's mom is getting married to one of the other warlords. And they can't quite believe it. And, you know, what are you doing, mom? All this stuff. Um, apparently they already have a baby that's being gestated outside of her. Um, and all of a sudden the wedding gets attacked by all these creatures and it turns out these missing children. So Doctor Strange and Claire are protecting these attackers from being destroyed, whereas Mom and the new bow are attacking them and everything. So they need to, and it's coming for their baby. So it's it's, it's good, but it's just good old Doctor Strange isms. But it's uh, it's been very enjoyable. You know, just Doctor Strange doing you know Doctor Strange stuff. One more. So next month. Uh, only one more. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, Barnstormers, um, interesting. I read that. Not what I was expecting, um, but it's it's two issues in one because it's one of the Comixology originals. Um, great art by Tula Lote. Storytelling a little off. There's a point where he's flying the plane, and it's like, oh no, the wheel caught, and the wheel visibly did not catch anything, and you didn't understand what in the world was going on, but... Um, Set in the 30s, a barnstormer is going town to town. Um, he's having trouble drumming up interest in him. He's also possibly insane, and he keeps seeing this uh, like mechanical man um, that he's running from as well. And he goes to the show, and he sees all these people gathering, and he does this little thing around it, and apparently the wheel catches on something. And he crashes into this... It's what it turns out to be a wedding and, you know, knocks over all the tables and ruins the wedding. So they, uh, they hit, hit him with a, uh, a bottle of champagne and he's knocked out and then he's chained up in the garage. And then, but he realize, he goes to move and realizes the handcuff lets go and he gets to get out. And the bride is there saying, take me with you. I got to get out of here. Um, she was kind of forced into marriage because the, the family of the groom was trying to get their land and they were holding out but they like cut off the road and the water and they were forced to sell and this marriage was a thing of convenience yeah um so he does and they fly off and they go to this party and there's a guy the, the guy seeing these me mechanical people again and the host then takes him up to this room where there's this big neon sign and it affects him in such a way he hits the guy because he thinks he's the mechanical man. So, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was not expecting yeah. the insanity aspect yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of foreshadowing because there's this Pinkerton agent who's like, you know, it's sad that 120 people had to die, including the barnstormer and the girl, but I'm the one that killed oh. them. And it, so, yeah, it's just a lot of what is going on here? I was thinking it was Junkyard Joe for a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just very, it was good, but very, not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, before the Fall Sinister Four. So I have a horrible confession to make. I have never been a Mr. Sinister guy. Uh, he first appeared, I wasn't in comics. I really know nothing about him. Um, just not a fan of him. He just seems like a doofus, you know, an arrogant, whatever, who does stuff. So I read this, this, the Sins of Sinister and loved it. I thought that series was great and fun, even though it had no right making any sense. 
being one issue was 10 years in the future, the next was 100, and the next was 1,000 in four different three-issue miniseries, and none of it should have made sense. I enjoyed the heck out of that book. So in the regular X-Men, it turns out there are that uh, Nathan Essex made four clones of himself and gave them all different head signatures. We assume the Diamond guy is the f- official Mr. Sinister. Well, he's not. He's one of four. There's also a club, a spade, and a heart. Um, so this issue is about the others, because Sinister is now currently trapped in the pit in Krakoa. But it is the first meeting between the club, who is Dr. Stasis, Stasis and the heart, which is Mother Righteous. The, 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 the spade one is... Forget his name, but he's living in this mm. gold ball because he's, for some reason, much older than these other ones now. I can't remember. But yeah, I don't remember exactly his name. Somebody's yelling it. I don't care. But they're having a dinner, and it turns out Mother Righteous was based off of Nathaniel Essex's wife, yeah. Rachel. So they're kind of having a date, even though they're both clones of the same person. Um, and she keeps kind of saying that. Um, and. He makes a stake that that he then gamma radiates and it becomes Hulk, and they're trying to plot the downfall of everything, and it, it's leading to the fall of the X Men. Um, but just crazy, bizarre, but really enjoyable. Um, I'm really liking what Gillen's doing here. Um, I then went. They mentioned um, at the end. It brings up. Um, oh, what's her name? Shoot, the evil lady who was just added to the Quiet Council. Um, uh, Destiny? No, no, it's some evil, like, black magic lady. Oh. I oh. forget her name. Darn it. I don't know. But, um, and so it says read Immortal X-Men 12 to see what happened here, and that's how that all happened. But just really enjoyable. I'm just, I, the, the bizarreness of it I'm enjoying, which I know sounds weird. But and that's I also read Immortal X-Men 12, but that's from a month ago because 13 came out today and I didn't want to ruin it. Um, but it was important. Thir- uh, Immortal X-Men 13 is really the beginning of the fall of X-Men. So if you're interested in that, I'd start there. So that's all I read. Well, Colin, watch Tells us. You messed up my papers, man. They're all over the place. Okay. There we go. Okay. You got them out of order. All I give is... Yeah, you separated them. You, it's all your fault, Pam. Right. So, from Diamond, we're getting... Uh, first up is Big Game 1. Ooh, this is from ooh, Mark Miller. Nice. Bringing together all of his characters from all of his stuff. You getting so, this, Mike? I think so. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I don't know. Uh, we also have Impact Witter Rook. This is uh, based on a... I want to say it was an audiobook, but it's something about vampires. Uh, Noctera is getting a special Nemesis one-shot. Uh, Power Rangers has a new series on limited hyperforce. Uh, Red Sonia has a new title. Oh, oh yeah, new number uh, one. Yeah. I ordered yep. a variant of Ignola. Um, I, I have, I have cover. I didn't get all the covers, but, uh, going up to ZU. <laughs> what? I don't know what that, Z-U. that's a lot. I think mine was C. Your C, that's a, no, uh. Mignola? Mignola was I. I? Yeah, I. Uh, Scrapper number one is a new one from Image. Uh, Vicious Circle two, that's that big oversized one from Boom, done by Bermejo. 
Uh, Void Rivals 2, we'll see how this one does. Because in the sketched article, he was talking about, you know, the Void Rivals 1 was such a hit. And I'm like, yeah, but now we got to see how number 2 does because yeah. number 1 was a hit because it was a surprise and it was some stores didn't order enough and it was scarce. And I'm going to pick it up. So we'll see how this one does. And then we also have the Wanted Number 1 Special Collector's Edition in, because the guy, the characters from Wanted are going to be in big game. Oh, so they're okay. re-releasing one. Um, that Did you know who Nemesis? Yeah, but I don't. I didn't remember the very last page. Wanted yeah. was his. I didn't remember yep. that. Yeah, because yep. on the last one it had the lady with the cat's yeah. ears. And uh, I read Wesley or whatever. Okay, the, uh, I read it eighteen years ago. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we have Batman Superman World's Finest number seventeen. Uh oh, that's weird. I keep reordering fifteen. I guess I should need to get some sixteens in. Whoops. Make a note. I am. Uh, we have Batman White Knight Generation Joker 3. We have Harley Quinn Black, White, and Redder, because Black, White, and Red did so well. The new Hawkgirl series starts next week. Uh, we also have Night Terrors. We get Catwoman, Nightwing, Punchline, and Superman and Wonder Woman. All come out next week. And then we have the new Tales of the Titans, which is... Um, Similar to the old Tales of the Titans, a little four-issue mini that introduced Starfire. So there's just going to be four issues? I, um, I'm not sure, but it's it's in that theme, and the first one is uh, Starfire. Yeah, it is just a four-issue. stories? Issue. I think so, yeah. Hopefully it's not reprinted in the form. No, no, did no, back no then. That, would, that would be bad. That would be bad. Um, and then for Marvel, we have the new Blade number one. Very exciting. We have Lock and Key, Welcome to Lovecraft 1, 15th anniversary edition that has a new ending to the first issue. Uh, we have Moon Knight City of the Dead, number one. We have Star Trek Day of Blood, number one. Starting that big event in all the Star Trek books. Uh, we have Star Wars Return of the Jedi, The Rebellion. That's continuing the 40th anniversary one-shots. And we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, we only have two Turtles books. No, we have three Turtles books this week. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Street Fighter. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Best of Karai. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin Lost Day Special. So that's what we got coming out next week. Very exciting. Very yeah, exciting. Just, love, Beyond exciting. Turtles. There's too many turtles. There's turtles. There's too like many three turtles. a week. Um, Coming from the guy you picked up, Stranger Things. Turtles. 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 Turtle pressure. Yeah, you're getting pr yeah pressure to get all the turtles books. Yeah. Uh, Mike so, likes turtles. I know he likes <laughs> turtles. So uh, we're doing for book club. We're doing. Um, Shirtless Bear Fighter Volume 2. Um, I had one going into today. There's more coming, hopefully, later this week. Um, we're doing that on the 28th. Um, you're, com you're sure? I, I'll believe it when I see it. Me too. Um, and ah, this is the end of the Hickman week. Uh, we're doing a spotlight on Jonathan Hickman, so starting Sunday we'll do something else. I'll have to Smart talk it over with, with Timothy. No. No. Um, so the website's Pittsburgh Comics Facebook's Pittsburgh Comics Twitter and Instagram are PGH Comics Dave send us home and that's a podcast we will talk at you next week see ya see ya